This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. And away we go with the world's most exciting public affairs radio show, The Adam Ritz Show. I'm your host, Adam Ritz. Jay Baker joining me on the phone. How are you, Jay? I am doing great, Adam. I uh, had an opportunity this week to give to the uh, Boys and Girls Club of America. It was uh, serendipitous. I didn't plan on it. It just happened, and I wanted to share my experience. Are you ready? I'm set. So uh, my car is, uh, the tires are are not exactly good. (laughs) Yes. Uh, uh, We're heading into a season when your tires should be good if you are in a cold uh, part of the country with snow and ice and, uh, you know, even with hydroplaning. I mean, you've got to have good tread on your tires. So uh, I took my car in, got some new tires, and uh, the I'll go ahead and say the name of the company, Tires Plus. And uh, while they were working on my car, I heard somebody else check out. And at checkout, they said, would you like to uh, add to your total to give to the Boys and Girls Club of America? And it you know, piqued my interest. And I kind of looked around the lobby and I saw uh, a poster on the wall promoting the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. And you can donate when you check out. I know a lot of businesses, a lot of companies do this. You can you can either round up your change, uh, round up your dollar amount, or just add a dollar to your bill, uh, and they'll give it to a charitable organization. Uh, in this case, at Tires Plus, it's they're, they're partnered with the Boys and Girls Club of America. And 100% of your donation will help fund youth activities uh, at Boys and Girls Clubs of America. So the kids can stay in school, they can learn healthy lifestyles, they can avoid risky behavior, they can develop leadership skills, and they can build strong character. So just a little uh, tip of my hat and a shout out to Tires Plus for working closely with uh, the Girls and Boys Clubs of America. And uh, I guess uh, an awareness message from our show to let our all of our listeners know that uh, just to be aware when you're out shopping, when you're at the checkout, uh, see if there's any opportunity to make a quick and easy donation to a, uh, and what I'll call a reputable organization. So uh, in the same breath, I'll say be careful because you don't want to get caught, you know, rounding up your change or giving more money to an organization that maybe uh, doesn't handle the funds as responsibly as they should. You can count on the Boys and Girls Clubs of America for sure. Oh, absolutely. And uh, did you end up getting good tires out of the deal? Oh, uh, yeah. I got great tires. And, you know, I was thinking uh, maybe there's some karma involved here. If I could help out the Boys and Girls Club of America, maybe the tread on my tires will last longer. (laughs) (laughs) That would be your hope. Yes, you're doing good, and your hope good things happen. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, pay it forward. Maybe good things happen. Uh, I don't know. How are your tires? You know, my tires aren't bad, but, you know, I would actively participate uh, with a company that is uh, doing good things socially. I really like that idea because you're already spending a certain amount of money for tires. Rounding up a little bit doesn't hurt. In fact, it helps. 
honestly, it would have been uh, cumbersome for me to, at any other part of my day, go to a, a separate .org to donate money to an organization. Uh, but since I was standing right there, spending that much money anyway on tires, something I needed, it was hardly any effort at all to add a few more dollars to my to my checkout and uh, help out the kids. So uh, I will say that uh, maybe for the Boys and Girls Club of America, maybe I'll just head over to your house in the middle of the night and slash all your tires. <laughs> then you'll need some tires. <laughs> just, yeah, see, you're literally helping me, even though initially it looks like you're causing me a great inconvenience. Well, it wouldn't help you at all, but it would help the kids. I'm doing it, it for the kids. Help the kids. I, it's for the kids, Jay. So I apologize in advance if you happen to find your tires slashed. And now anybody I'm, listening that knows you is like, this is my opportunity to slash his tires and blame it on Adam. I know. I'm going to start parking in the garage now. You've got me scared. This is uh, the Adam Rich Show. We're underwritten by Vibonomics, an uh, audio marketing company dealing with in-store audio, both uh, licensed music and voiceover messaging, promotional messages and advertisements uh, in retail locations across the country. You can learn more about them at Vibonomics.com. And you can, uh, if you're don't know how to spell it or can't remember it, just go to our website, adamritzshow.com, and there's plenty of links. Just click on the purple V logo and you'll find them. Uh, Jay Baker, we're talking public affairs, community service, uh, trying to have a little fun along the way. What uh, is on your mind this week? Well, I was looking through some fun stuff, and this is something I kind of noticed. As you know, sports sort of restarted sporadically and then kind of picked up steam there's still a lot of sporting events that have no spectators but at least these sports are televised so it's giving uh uh americans who have been sheltering in place plenty of chances to kick back and watch some great sports and we're now in a situation where major league baseball they're almost to their playoffs uh the stanley cup is going on football has started and uh collegiate football is kind of starting in earnest it'll kind of start in phases nationally uh like acc and sec are kind of starting up this week and then eventually the big 10 will be joining in the fun as well so we'll get a college football season it'll just be kind of split does that make sense it does yeah and i heard the pac 10 uh or pac 12 rather is uh, voting soon, maybe this week, and if they do, they'll they'll have a shortened season, which means they will not be eligible for a national championship. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's that's a little different look at it, but yes, uh, this of course will go down as the oddest sports season ever. I think anything that happens in 2020, even if you win a championship, may or may not have a little asterisk next to it because it happened in the oddest of circumstances for sure. It is uh, so odd to watch uh, an NFL game, college football game, with just a few fans in the stadium. The Goodyear blimp view when they go on Monday night football or Sunday night football, when they go to commercial and they show the stadium from uh, 1,500 feet from the blimp and it's absolutely empty, it's just the most surreal thing I've ever seen. I agree. It is an odd look. And I thought, too, um, as you well know, uh, building new stadiums became a big thing over the last couple of seasons. Uh, famously, the uh, previously known as Oakland Raiders, L.A. Raiders, became the Las Vegas Raiders. 
uh, they build this state-of-the-art stadium, and it is empty, which is very odd. I saw a uh, post on the internet recently that said, imagine if you could just go back one year in 2019 and show people what one year later was going to be like. So if you could show people a Major League Baseball game or an NFL game where there's cardboard cut cutouts of people in the stadium, uh, if you could show people restaurants that had mannequins sitting at tables to ensure social distancing. I mean, just a year ago, this isn't like 100 I years know. ago. If you just went back a year and said, here's what life is going to be like in 11 months, you'd be like, what? How, is that? How could I that know. be possible? Absolutely. Yeah, this has been uh, certainly an odd year. Uh, This is not meant to be a downer, but I'd like to observe uh, one of the greatest football players of all time. He was the youngest inductee into the football, pro football Hall of Fame. He just passed away at the age of 77. And I'm talking about Gail Sayers. And I don't know does Gale Sayers connect with you much? Because he's really an old school player. He's old school. I do recall a few basements uh, when I was a kid that had a Gale Sayers poster on the wall, probably the poster of my friend's father, not necessarily my friend. But uh, what are the years he was active? Do you have that off the top of your head? I, Late 60s I don't. to mid 70s? Uh, yeah. So this had to have been 60s. Yeah. Maybe just barely into the 70s. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, I certainly remember the name and, uh, and the highlights and, uh, and the name. I mean, what an odd name for a tough tough guy in the NFL, Gale. Yeah, he was known as uh, the Kansas Flash, and uh, there was a famous uh, movie called Brian's Song, which yes. honored the life of Gale Sayers uh, and his best friend, Brian Piccolo, who sadly passed away uh, due to cancer. That's right. And uh, so, yes, Gale Sayers, who is just one of the best of the best and worth a look up. There's plenty of great videos of him. He only played seven seasons for the Bears, but then was inducted into the Hall of Fame. So that shows you just the impact that one player had on the game. I mean, he really was was an outlier. He stood apart from a lot of lot of uh, players. And he was 77. 77 that's, and he had had some problems with dementia that's so young uh, yeah very you know relatively young nowadays as you know so uh gail sayers rest in peace one of the greats of the greats and uh he has passed away so not to bring him down but to honor him now of course adam the fall is one of our favorite times of the year we always talk about uh, fall makes a great impact on people. And of course, fall will be slightly different this year. This is the 2020 edition of fall, uh, which means that you should try to savor this fall even more. I would agree with that. Absolutely. And there's a couple of different ways to do this. I did a little research on some things. As you know, fall is a great time for family. Uh, I know, uh, your girls are currently off in college, correct? That's, so are they away? Right. Yeah, they're gone. So, they're uh, on campus right now. But uh, fall is tends to be a great time for your school-age kids to do things with. And this is the year that you might really want to pursue going to see the fall colors because a lot of the fall colors you can actually view 
from your car. Mm -hmm. So it's worth doing the lookup as to where the fall colors will be optimal at different times. In northern climates, they start early. And of course, believe it or not, even the state of Florida has uh, fall colors. You, you tend to not think in terms of the vegetation of Florida, but even Florida has a very brief span of time where you can go see fall colors. It does get cold in Florida, northern Florida especially, yes. Yeah, and uh, I, shoot, I forgot to look it up, but you and I were laughing about a year ago about the fall color hotline. Uh, we found out it didn't work. There was some 800 number you could call, <laughs> and they would give you the optimal locations for fall colors. Uh, sadly, the number wasn't working, which led us to believe that perhaps the fall color hotline may not be a legit thing. Maybe it is. I always look things up on the Internet, you know, because you can trust everything you read on the Internet. You know that. I think Google killed the fall hotline. <laughs> the fall hotline. <laughs> you know, you and I had high hopes for the fall color hotline and Google absolutely ruined it. Do you it. remember when you could call a phone number and it would tell you the time and the temperature? Yes. I mean, and I, I would call that re on a regular basis, uh, not necessarily to find out uh, the time, although I did. I absolutely, if I didn't have a watch or was near a clock and I was just lazy in the living room and couldn't see the clock and didn't want to get up, I would grab the receiver, di rotary dial the number and to see what time it was. Uh, and then oh, they yeah. would tell you the temperature. Um, sadly, um, the internet has killed that as <laughs> well. Really Cell has. phones, smartphones phone, phone has app, yeah. killed the time and temp uh, phone call industry. <laughs> you know, it's another great uh, time and temp thing. Bank signs used to famously show you the time and the temperature. Now, that's, right. that's kind of an older, quaint thing. And there may still be some bank signs out there that still show you time and temperature. But like you said, that used to be a function that you couldn't readily get. Well, if, uh, if you're driving your car by the bank, if you look 10 inches below the time and temp sign on the bank, you'll see uh -huh. on your digital dashboard, you'll see the time and the temp. <laughs> and the temp. <laughs> see, even your car dashboard has ruined the time and temp sign. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in northern Indiana, and there was a bank that uh, the calibration must have been way off because if you get a fairly sunny day, the temperature used to register about 20, 20 degrees warmer than it really was. Mm-hmm. So there'd always be some wag that's it swung by the bank. Well, man, it's 120 today. And you'd be like, yeah, it's warm, but 120 in Indiana, <laughs> I'm not buying it. <laughs> uh, one of the things you can do uh, in the fall is uh, look up and go visit one of your state parks. Uh, in fact, we get busy during the year and we forget all the great state parks and every state does have a number of great facilities. And of course the state parks are usually great with fall colors. You know, the weather's perfect, comfortable, even if it's chilly, it's certainly not as cold as winter. Uh, you've, you got the outdoors, fresh air, uh, yes. exercise, you're stretching your legs, you're getting family time. I mean, those are great memories, great photos, especially with the fall colors. Yes, I, I certainly support the, um, uh, the state park system. 
Yeah, and it's something that uh, is kind of a healthy thing. Being outdoors is a good thing, and you can socially distance and attend with your family. And it was ironic you said photos because the fall is the perfect time for you and your family to do the Christmas card photo. That is optimal. Uh, I, If you're like me and maybe procrastination seeps into your schedule you don't want to be uh you know december 1st and be scrolling through your your photo album like which one am i going to use and you just you you don't have many choices and you know you've got three four or five people in your family there's going to be a picture that you love that the other three people in the picture hate and vice versa it's going to be tough to find one so yeah plan ahead go to a park you got a beautiful background built in you don't need a three thousand dollar camera just use the smartphone camera which is fine and and get that family photo absolutely and i always like the family photos where at least one of the kids looks like that they're in the photo against their will oh absolutely (laughs) Absolutely. like they were supposed to go to their boyfriend or girlfriends that day yes you got roped into getting a photo taken at the state park thanks dad you just ruined my life age is not a factor i mean it could be 17 (laughs) years old or it could be three years old one of the kids doesn't want to be there even the three-year-old is push is doing a little pushback this is also a great time of year to think about uh decorating pumpkins uh you know as things have changed around this can be a great art project for you and your family uh you probably know you've seen you've seen youtube videos you've seen television events with great pumpkin designs and there's several different ways that you can make a truly innovative pumpkin in fact Maybe you even create one this year that becomes so famous that yours gets pictured a lot. Uh, were you ever really into decorating pumpkins? Oh, it's a family tradition for sure. Yeah, we make jack-o'-lanterns every year, and uh, but I'll complete honesty. Mine are very traditional, and they take me uh, less than six minutes to make. It's <laughs> triangle eyes. Big smile with one big tooth in the front. I mean, it takes me—it yeah. takes me four to six minutes to make this sucker. It takes me longer to to get the guts out of the pumpkin than it does to actually, de- you know, do the artwork. So this whole decorate a pumpkin with your family for you—this is not the pursuit that you were looking for. Well, we no, we love doing it, and the kids—they—they they do. They get the you know the kits and the stencils, and they go overboard and spend hours trying to get it perfect. Uh, we've got years of these pictures to showcase, and there's always two intricate jack o' lanterns with mine right in the middle, which is just triangle eyes and a smile. See, there you go. My favorite pumpkin is the one that you make where you uh, retain the interior of the pumpkin, the seeds and the stuff you scraped off, and then make the pumpkin look like he's throwing up. Very uh, that's, popular. That's very popular. That's that's yours? Yours is the vomit, the vomitous jack-o'-lantern? Oh, I, that's yours? I love vomit jack-o'-lantern. I think he's uh, funny. It never grows old, and uh, he's fun to make. <laughs> he confuses the raccoons and squirrels though yeah absolutely That's very confusing uh this is a good time of the year to actually have a family bonfire i know that um, my house has a fire pit that i use exactly once a year and this tends to be that time of the year so uh 
you know, you can actually uh, build a safe area to have a bonfire. This might be the year you do it. Uh, obviously, observe all uh, federal and state regulations about open fires, but this could be your bonfire year because we're still in social distance mode for many uh, of us. I've had two uh, backyard bonfires already this uh, this early fall. Yeah, they're kind of fun, actually. And as you said, at least in our part of the world, the evenings have begun to chill off. So it's like the perfect time sitting outside. Uh, you don't want it to be too cold. You want it to be just the right amount. You don't want to sit out on a 90-degree night in the middle of July, but this is the time of year for a bonfire for sure. I have a little bonfire uh, advice, if you'd like it. Sure, I, I'd love to hear it. This uh certainly appropriate for a public affairs show because this is going to help a lot of people. Are you ready? I'm ready. When you're planning ahead for your backyard fire or fire pit or bonfire, uh, earlier in the day, go to the local convenience store and get the makings for s'mores. Because ah. when you don't have the makings for s'mores and the fire has started, that's exactly when someone's going to say, oh, we should have got stuff to make s'mores. And then if you don't have it, you're disappointed. See, that's a great point because s'mores are so wonderfully traditional with the uh, outdoor fire. So oh, for sure. So that's, that's, a, that's a brilliant idea. Makes, have even have if, it all ready to go. Even if you're not planning a fire in the backyard, maybe just get the makings for s'mores this fall and just have them in the back of your pantry so that just in case, even if you want to just cheat and put the marshmallow in the microwave and melt it, <laughs> uh, you don't need a fire to make a s'more, but uh, boy, there's just nothing as disappointing as, as starting the fire and then you don't have the stuff to make the s'mores. Nothing more disappointing. Yeah. No. If, if you learn one thing from this public affairs show, be prepared for s'mores when you have the backyard pit going. There you go. That is that makes. I thought you were going to say get the Duraflame log because have you ever noticed that every once in a while starting the bonfire doesn't quite go as well as you'd like. Well, yes. Yeah, if, if there's been some rain and your your wood is a little damp, uh, <laughs> boy, you could you get all the paper you want. But as soon as uh, the the kindling or the paper's out, that fire's not staying. Um, yeah, I always laugh. Uh, as I said, I'm not Mister Big on bonfire. I would love to do more, but. My wife always looks at me like, you're not uh, Mr. Fire Safety, so you get one bonfire and come in. <laughs> Enough of that. And, you know, we might as well, you mentioned fire safety, and with what's happening on the West Coast with the wildfires, uh, certainly uh, be oh. cognizant of fire safety, whether that's the hose, you've got the hose at the ready, a fire extinguisher, uh, don't leave your fire pit burning and go to bed. I mean, make sure... It's either out or almost out. No, you know what? I'll say it. Just make sure it's out. Uh, get yes. the hose out and douse it down and make sure there's no embers uh, burning because that's when you go to bed and then an ember uh, catches airborne and flies and lands on a dry tree and burns down the whole neighborhood. So certainly be careful in all seriousness with backyard barbecues and fire pits. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to be that guy that your neighbors look at you and go, hey, way to go, Joe. Yeah. Good job on that one. This was an interesting time of year, too, uh, for me personally. Um, I've been doing a lot more reading. And have you picked up a habit this this year that you didn't think that you would, other than uh, if you're like me, be cranky about 2020? 
You know, I I have picked up a habit I didn't think I would, and it's uh, it's simple, and it's something I should have already been doing, but I've been eating a lot healthier. Good. And I think that's not, you know, that's that's standard. I've heard this in a lot of conversations I've had with people. Uh, there's been a joke of the of the COVID fifteen. A lot of people have put on weight, uh, sitting in their house, feeling like they have nothing to do, so they eat a whole box of Oreos. Uh, but I'd say half of America has gone the other way and lost some weight. They're eating healthier. I mean, I used to eat nine out of 10 meals in a restaurant. And then when I was put in a position where I could not go to a restaurant, I started eating healthier at home, at home, you know, in my own house. And, uh, I like it and it's, it saves money. I mean, restaurants are expensive and, uh, and it makes it also more of an event when I actually do go to a restaurant now. It's a, it's a special event. Uh, and I like to support my local restaurants for sure, for sure, uh, especially with, with so many that have been hurt financially through this last six months. So I, I certainly try to help out our local restaurants, but uh, I have learned to cook at home and eat healthier, which is certainly helping my, my demographic at the age I'm at now. Well, it's always a good idea to eat well, and that's a great point, not only about eating well, but then when you do eat at your favorite restaurant, it's great to support the restaurants, especially with all that they have gone through this year. Mm-hmm. Although I had a cinnamon roll for breakfast today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you got to keep the cinnamon roll industry in place, too. I mean, you know, that's what, uh, you know, America relies on pastries. Jay, so, I took uh, one for the team. I just wanted to make sure the go. cinnamon roll industry was going to make it through this pandemic. Well, they just recently had a big press conference from the Cinnamon Roll Coalition who said that uh, things were looking a little grim, but uh, a gentleman uh, just ordered one this morning, and that kind of <laughs> tipped the whole industry in the right direction. Just doing my part. Got to keep the cinnamon and uh, glaze people in business, and that's what you're doing. But anyway, to go back to this reading thing, uh, I've noticed that uh, – and results may vary but our local public library because they do know that you're going to be at home more they're really stepping up a number of their reading programs and making books readily available so this is not a bad time to start doing a reading thing now i'm not quite as good as i used to be but adam i did this probably about three or four years ago i started reading a book a week and it was a great habit to get into wow that is impressive a book a week when did you start that a year ago i started that about three years ago and i i did it just because i thought to myself i used to really love to read and i'd gotten myself busy and distracted and i thought to myself if you do a concerted reading program as an adult you can really help yourself out. And I basically said, I'm going to select books that are bestsellers on Amazon. It was, you know, I just sort of picked that list. You could pick from the New York Times bestseller list or whatever. But I found by doing that, I was reading historical biographies. I was reading autobiographies. That's when I read all the rock and roll books, you know, like Eric Clapton's book and Bob Seger's book and, it just got to the point where I thought I really felt like I rounded my life out a lot more 
by reading on a regular basis. What's the best book, put you on the spot, best book you've read in the last six months? Wow, last six months. Uh, I just read Chris Wallace's book about the countdown to the end of World War II, and that was probably the best book I've read in the last six months. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that book. Very good. Maybe, Very good you know book. You might have helped me out. Maybe I'll read that one. Well, it was, you know, it was a good book from a historical perspective because, you know, I do love history and I bet you do as well. I do. Uh, one of the other things that I started doing during this, my wife and I started reading, there's a lot of different books. I'd call them a series of books. And we started reading this one author's book. Uh, and we actually would order the books from used booksellers. Uh, and then we could share the physical copy of the book with our friends later. So the cool thing is, after you read a book that you really liked, you could send it off to a friend. So you feel like, you know, you're sort of sharing the wealth. So yeah. once again, that's another thing about this reading thing. You can either get copies from the library, which, of course, you can read and return, or go ahead and buy the book and then share it with somebody that might appreciate uh, the fact that they would like to read more as an adult themselves. All right, we've got about 30 seconds left. So quickly, what was the worst book you read in the last six months? <laughs> I think it was uh, <laughs> How to Succeed in Life by Adam Ritz. It, it seemed poorly written for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know what? Look for my new book, uh, <laughs> One Cinnamon Roll Per Day is the Key to Happiness. <laughs> All right, Jay, I uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, for our listeners, if you want to check out past episodes, they are in podcast form on our website, adamritzshow.com. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.